Welcome to Uncovered. I'm Steph. I'm Renee, and this is a podcast created by pole dancers for pole dancers. Welcome back to Uncovered. We have our, I'm just going to call you our resident nutritionist. I think that's a great (laughs) I'll take that. Um, So we have Becca back on our podcast. Um, Today we are going to get really specific and talk about meal planning for a training session. So our last chat with Becca, we talked about so many different things um, and we do have her lined up for a few more things as well in the future, which is exciting. Um, But we did get a lot of feedback, um, you know, from people about you know what should I do for you know a specific training session etc so we thought we'd get her on to talk all about that so welcome back Beck. thank you and we've got our lovely um YouTube as well our recording so if you guys want to watch us um we will also you can see our pretty faces (laughs) um yeah we've got all of them except for our curves one on there because we had a bit of a mishap around the recording <laughs> of that so we're still figuring that one out but yeah it'll be um on a couple of days after we release this um on podcast yeah awesome. which is exciting. exciting um okay well we might as well just dive into it so yes. what are like the main things that we need to know or we need, we need to think about when we're planning our meals for a training session so what you eat is really important so part of the um meal needs to be fat fat carbohydrate protein so we need to have the macronutrients um, but also the timing so Mm -hmm. making sure you're not eating too far away from your training Mm -hmm. so you then have metabolized all of that food and the energy is processed through the system and then part way through your training you get a bit dizzy Mm -hmm. or you get a bit lightheaded or you suddenly run out of strength and feel kind of off yeah so what's in the meal and the timing of the meal so I have a a real noob question (laughs) good so they're good. Like, they're good questions. This is this is my strength today. I don't know very much about nutrition at all. So, um, okay, I know I've got training today. When should I start pre- preparing for like a really heavy training session? Like, is that just from like my breakfast, or is it from the day before? Or well, every day counts. Every yeah. single day counts. So, like, say you are not just starting. You've been polling for a while. Yeah. And so, you know, you've got your regular classes. You mm-hmm. might have some training sessions booked in. Every single day is going to lead into the next. Yeah. Particularly if you're recovering from another class or another session that mm. you've done. And then you want to follow up with another class or another session in a couple of days. So, you're always in a state of recovery. Mm-hmm. And then... The next day that you start eating at breakfast, that'll mm-hmm. obviously lead into if you're doing a class that night, that's going to help you perform, but also then recover the day after. So every day actually links into the next. Okay. So really, every day counts. <laughs> and Like so that sugar I ate yesterday. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's not a bad <laughs> yeah. thing. You're going to use that for energy, right? Exactly. Um, I think I expensed that all yesterday. It's <laughs> time okay. to eat some more. Yeah, <laughs> where the caramel twirls out. I was like, did you stick to your amount of allocated lollies that Ooh. you gave yourself? No. <laughs> so we had we had some leftover lollies in the studio from um, like a group thing. And Steph yesterday was like, I'm going to allocate myself this many and I'm not going to eat any Portion more. control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My portions were blown out. <laughs> so I guess around that, like how would, how would say something like different types of foods – react with your body in terms of like what Great what question. would have those lollies done for Steph for well training? if we think about what lollies are made up of yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's mainly glucose mm-hmm. so carbohydrate sugar whichever term you would like to use for it um, and that is the one of the main sources of energy for the body mm. um, and so that would have given you from your food intake instant energy to use is that where we get these things with children where you give them some red cordial and they're bouncing off the wall? Well, it's just a lot at once. Yep. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's a lot I at felt once. like that yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and is it, so say with lollies, is it just more of like a, when you say the instant sort of energy, is there other food, like how come it's so instant? What makes it so, so instant? lollies on their own being mainly glucose, not a lot of fat, if any, yeah. and not much protein, if yeah. any. So carbohydrate digests quite quickly in the system. So mm-hmm. it's absorbed quite fast. Mm-hmm. So your body has that instant to use. Mm-hmm. It would be slowed down though if you had some protein or some fat with it. 
Okay. So the digestion um, and processing time changes depending on what else it's paired with. Sugar on its own, quick because the brain's like, yes, instant energy. The muscles get it, boom, Mm. use Mm -hmm. it. But if you had like a full meal, say you got glucose that day from potato and you had chicken and vegetables and all sorts with Mm -hmm. a big meal, that carbohydrate would be processed more slowly. Because there's more fats and protein. protein, yep, which slows down Mm. the digestive processes. Um, So in this situation, if you were training and you wanted some instant energy, carbs are the way to go. Yep. But if you wanted energy to last a bit longer and you Mm. wanted to be a bit more full as well, Mm. because there's not a lot of satiety out of lollies, then you'd have a a meal which had more fibre, more protein, more fat. Yeah. So the combination is important. So say, for example, like I know a lot of our students, even one yesterday, she came in and trained, Mm. did a class and then was doing two more classes later. Heavy, wow. Yeah, yeah that's full on. That's yeah. a couple of hours. So that happens a lot in <laughs> yeah. our studio. Especially with, since there's competitions coming up, we've got a mm. shooting showcase uh, coming up. Yes. So they're getting their training in and then they're wanting to do all the classes. Mm. So say for her, like having something so instant like that would, would get her probably through the first session and then yeah. she might crash after that or what well, would happen? If she started at breakfast, that's when you can start loading up your body with mm. good food. Mm-hmm. So a protein, a fat... Uh, a carbohydrate source there at lunch and then snacking in between. Like if you're going to do three hours worth of Mm. work, you're going to need a decent amount from the beginning of the day already in your system. Um, Like I wouldn't wait until right at the end just before classes. So you've got that digestion happening. Mm -hmm. You've already got energy in your cells. Your body is fueled and ready to go. Um, But, yeah, I'd say after the first hour, hour and a half, there needs to be something. Otherwise, she'd more than likely start to crash. And Mm. the third hour would be not very beneficial, not much fun. And I was going to say the impacts on your muscles, Mm. if they're not fueled, is going to actually be quite big. And if you're going to be using your muscles in a way that you're not used to using them then yeah Yeah. it's not going to be great run out of steam can we just go back to real basics and like what are some very common carbohydrates proteins fats that you can just like throw in that's easy and you can throw into your thing because i'm thinking like i'm like overwhelmed by some of these things and i'm like i know we hear them all all the time but like what do they actually look like so is this for any meal or a meal pre-training Let's go pre-training because that's so, what this one's all about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So with a meal pre-training, you would want to eat about an hour and a half, two hours mm-hmm. before you train. Mm-hmm. So that gives time for digestion. So you're not digesting the food while you're on the pole because we all know that is not fun and it could come up and out of the wrong end. <laughs> so allow for some digestion. Everything settles. Yeah. Digestion takes a lot of energy as well. Yep. So you don't want your muscles to be compromised because digestion is stealing the show because it takes a lot of energy to break down your food. Yep. So you want to allow an hour and a half, two hours, depending on how big the meal is, uh, how big the training session is going to be. But I would always recommend a starchy carb source, a protein source and some fat. You don't need a lot of fat pre-training. It takes a long time to digest, so you don't want that impacting your training. Mm-hmm. But carbs, yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly with pole, you could be doing power moves, you could be doing slow choreo, you could Mm. be doing flexibility, you could be doing a lot of strength work. You're going to need carbs for all of those things. And protein is going to make you more satisfied. So it's a slow Mm. processing uh, of Mm. digestion. So you're going to be more full, but you're going to need that protein not only for at the time muscle um, and the muscle doing work, but also the recovery. So you want to think about your food. What do I need it now for? And what do I need it for tomorrow? So I've got two things. (laughs) So firstly, um, firstly, you did a chat recently um, that I listened to, which was great. Is that available for people to listen to after? Yeah, absolutely. I can put it up for sale. Yeah. So so Beck talks a lot about, she goes into like, what is a macro and that Mm, sort of stuff, like explaining protein and its uses. And like, even I forget sometimes, like you always think, oh, protein, muscle building. But, Mm. you know, you made some really good points about what other really important things protein does as well so I just wanted to sort of um, highlight that and the other thing that I had down to ask you is yeah does it matter like say if you're doing a strength session is there different foods you should be eating compared to doing like a flexibility session or does your body recognize different types like cardio versus yeah totally yeah okay that's a really good question so I reckon we start right at the beginning um how does your body make energy yes what does it Mm. use for and how does it actually get used so your body will metabolize the foods that you eat so from protein from fat from carbs Mm -hmm. 
and it converts it into ATP, which is used at a cellular level. It's called adenosine triphosphate. Getting into the science. Yes. Um, I was like, ATP, I'm like, you're going to have to explain. Yep. Yeah, you're going to so have to So you actually that. use that as energy by your cells. Yep. And if you think about what your cells are doing, they're going like your muscle cell, muscle mm. contraction. When you mm-hmm. pull yourself up on a pole, mm-hmm. that's going to be using ATP. So your body's used fat, it's used protein and carbs mm. to make this chemical. And your body at a cellular level uses that chemical for energy. So it's not like your car, you put unleaded in, you burn unleaded. Mm. Your body, you put all these foods in, you make it into something a little bit different in uh. order to use energy. So, uh, okay. so regardless of what it is, it makes it all into the It ATP. does, yep. And then your body, depending on the type of activity you're doing, mm. will prioritise whether it be more of a fat or more of a carb burning activity. So say you're doing like a really slow, sensual, chill choreo session you're more in the aerobic pathway, which is more of a fat-burning fuel tank that mm-hmm. you're taking okay. from. I like that concept. Yeah. Fuel, different well, fuel that's what it's going to be like. Quite a few. Yeah, yeah. that's what going to be like. So it comes into this thing and putting it back into the unleaded analogy. So yep. these foods come in and they become ATP. Yep. yep. And then does ATP then decide which tank it goes into? No, ATP is the one that's burnt. Okay. Is the, okay. Is so that is our product. tank. Fat and glucose have been pulled in okay. to create ATP. So they're our fuel and then our fuel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I still feel like I'm lost for kick on, kick on. I'll pick that's it up, fair. I'll pick it up. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if we simplify it and we just say fat and, and carbs pretty much. Yep. So at a slow pace, so right now we're in the aerobic pathway, we always burn fat and carbs together. Yeah, it's just at a certain ratio. Oh, so in the aerobic yeah. pathway right now, we're burning more fat than we are carbohydrates because we're not moving very quickly. Our heart rates are low and it's a long process. We're going to be sitting here for a while chatting. Mm. Similar if you were doing a slow dance class, more in the aerobic pathway, more fat burning. You're still yep. burning carbs though. You can never just burn one because your body is dynamic. But in the event, that slow choreo became some powerful, hectic strength mm. trick. You'd be in the anaerobic pathway for a moment mm, and you'd be uh, burning more carbs all of a sudden okay. and less fat Yep, because it's instant energy you need. Yeah. So fat's a very slow fuel tank to access. Yep. Carbohydrate, instant. So if we got up now and ran down the street, mm-hmm. carbs mm. be burning. Okay. Yep. If we sat back down, heart rate comes down, uh, back into the fat burning. So the fuel tanks are the carbs and the fat. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Let's keep yes. it simple yes. there. Let's keep it simple there. But that's pretty much what it is. And then, it, and then it's what your body pulls from, depending on your what activity. you're doing. And then it transfers it all. Um, I don't know if that's the right word into the ATP. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, um, I, I, you get that. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys are following it's, along home. Some of you probably will know a lot more than me and Steph. It's so complex, and yes. it's, mm. in the event we, you know, spewed out all of these amazing scientific words, yeah. like that'd be cool. Mm. But it becomes really quite intensive to take on and digest so yep. it's keeping it simple with the fat and the carb burning mm-hmm. um i think will make it easier for and us. and especially 100%. since like for a lot of people listening like not everyone is gonna want to know everything but yeah, you know totally. you kind of need to know enough like mm-hmm. you want to understand without knowing you know being like really particular about it. Like I've been really interested in nutrition and I even thought about studying it, but then I realised I just kind of want to understand. I didn't want to know everything. I just wanted to understand. I think understanding what the body does though can help you look at food a little bit differently. And look, food is challenging because a lot of us have an emotional attachment to it. Indeed. We were talking last night about, you know, the children who are born and they've got to be fed through a tube their whole life. And we're like, oh my God, like all the things they're missing out on because – People can make food so great that it's actually uh, yeah. experience it rather is. than just yep. I need this in my body right now. Um, then we also talked about all the time you would say by not cooking and not doing everything that yeah. you needed to do with food, mm. but like, but food can be pleasure for people. So mm-hmm. being able to look to understand what it's doing might be able to help them make better decisions. Yeah, big time. So I guess no matter what class you're going to do, mm. no matter what um, training you've got planned. It's ideal to have all three macronutrients, yeah. but I would definitely prioritise carbohydrate and protein over fat mm-hmm. um, because you're going to need a lot of fuel for a decent amount of time because generally we're at least at the studio for an hour. 
Yeah. At yeah. least. Minimum. Yeah. We can get pretty lost sometimes and be there for two to three, which is great. Mm. It happens. Um, yeah. But we also want to think about the digestion of the foods. So we want it to be digested enough so we can use it, but not still hanging around in the system. So not a really high fat meal because it's going to take a long time to get through mm-hmm. and you don't want digestion impacting your training. Mm. So what carbs and carbs mm. and um, protein can I have one and a half hours, two hours before training. What would be like a really good example of a meal, yeah. like eggs or whatever those Great things? Great question. Yeah. Look, it's really up to personal preference. Yes. So that's where I'll start. <laughs> it depends. It always depends. Yeah. I would say like whole foods are going to give you more nutrients mm-hmm. than say like a protein shake is totally fine. Ain't nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. But if you could have some real food, mm-hmm. that would be epic. Mm-hmm. But in the event you're low on time, and you need something to digest quickly. A protein powder is wonderful and convenient and still gives you what you mm-hmm. need. So I would say pick something that digests really well. The mm-hmm. last thing you want is yeah. like, I mean, gas when you're at pole. No, like that yeah. would be the worst. I, I had Sneaky that down. <laughs> I had that down time. on my list. Is there like, and I guess it's depending on your body, but are yeah. there foods that make you more gassy that you want to try and avoid well, before? <laughs> there are, yeah. yeah. So foods that ferment. Yeah. Um, and if which are mainly starchy carbohydrate, mm-hmm. but everyone digests food really yeah, differently. So like, for example, if somebody is like super sensitive to cabbage because cabbage is highly fermentable mm. and they normally get a bit bloated afterward, I wouldn't be having like coleslaw at lunch <laughs> to go train in the afternoon and all of a sudden True. you've got farts everywhere because yeah. it's so uncomfortable and it really impacts your energy yeah. and also your self-confidence because we don't wear yeah. a lot in the studio. No. So pick things that digest really well and sit nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said, whole foods are a better priority than mm-hmm. other foods. So... And when it you say whole high. foods, it's like... If you can grow it, if you can yep. kill it. The things that are generally on the outsides of a supermarket. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good yeah. way of putting it. Yeah, I've heard that before. I'm like, that's, mm. that's the way I sort yep. of think. Then I'm like, oh, but on the outside, they have all the special things so that there's caramel twirls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Helpful. <laughs> there's always a loophole. Exactly. <laughs> so going back to the um, digest, how do you know what how your body's digesting something? Because I know that sometimes when I am teaching... I am kind of like, oh, like I do feel a little bit more gassy today than normal. <laughs> yeah, like I better not. Just <laughs> <sneaky part. laughs> but like, and then I, I don't know, I haven't really quite thought, oh, it's the foods I'm eating. I just thought, oh, I'm just a bit gassy today. So how would you then go identify what foods would make you? Great question. Yeah. It takes time. Mm. So you've really mm. got to be mindful about your eating at the time and chewing your food. That's where it all starts. Oh yeah. I remember you said that on your talk chew, recently. Chew, chew, It should take about 20 minutes to eat a main meal. Oh gosh. I know. Because <laughs> if you don't chew, you've got these big hunks of food hitting your gut and there's no teeth down there. No. There's acid and enzymes and bacteria. No <laughs> Renee teeth. and I just look no super teeth. guilty right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the funniest thing is though, when I was listening to Vex talk last week, I, I um, turned my screen off for a second because we're talking about nutrition and food was making me really hungry yeah so I your brain's like oh my god that's a great idea food and then it just came to the part where she's talking about chewing and i'm like swallowing and i was like oh shit <laughs> I was there like, goes a chunk i know seriously I was like, oh, so that's part of it yeah and mm. i think that knowing why like i know that when i started reading up a lot about nutrition knowing what things do like what foods do to your body and why really does help because mm. otherwise I just I will literally just swallow my food and for me eating is like a chore like yeah. I do enjoy yeah, it fair enough but even going out for dinner or going somewhere I'm sort of kind of like okay we'll sit down eat and then like mm. go yeah. so for me I do find it really hard to just sit down and chew because I'm like I could be doing other better things yeah right now. and there's definitely that concept of I've got lots to do I need to yeah. be somewhere but without the food and the fuel you can't do the things and you can't be the places mm, and you can't do it very, very effectively. True. So the fuel is the energy currency. It needs to be the priority. Mm. Chewing is the first start of digestion. Mm. So you don't just digest food down here. It starts in your mouth with the mm. saliva breaking it down as well as the uh, mechanical chewing and actually creating – it's called chime. It's effectively like this what slob gloop stuff that you would see if you looked inside your stomach after eating but it's got to be broken down it's got to be broken down (laughs) then it hits your gut and you've got acid down there so that'll break down protein yeah and then into your small intestine you've got enzymes that'll break down fat protein carbs Mm. and absorb some stuff 
and then it keeps going and you've got bacteria um, mm. for the rest of the way and that will keep absorbing and moving waste through, moving non-digestible fibre through to make a poop. Mm. So then what happens when you swallow your food whole? It's like... Oh, it'll hit your gut and it will take ages to break down okay. and maybe come out whole. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's just, <laughs> it's just made me think about now. I know this is super off topic, but <laughs> one of my friends um, does colonics. So uh, yes, okay. I was I'm, like, where are you going? I, <laughs> I was like, I have not discussed this with anybody yet before bringing this up. Fair enough. But have you done any research or do you know much about colonics and how mm. that will, ha- does that also, well, can that also play a really good part in? It's, I don't have the research. I haven't yeah. looked into the science behind it, it is effectively a bit of a, a spring clean, a bit yeah. of a, a wash for your large colon. Um, but does in the event you do eat food and you don't chew it very well, you'll pass it almost whole yeah. or in its more whole form than when you put it in. But really you should chew it right down to yeah. a level where it's unrecognisable. Mm. So when it hits your stomach, easy to break down, easy mm. to process, keeps moving through, easy, easy, easy. You know, getting like blockages in your pipes. Because yeah. if you think about it, your intestines are just a bunch of pipes. Mm. True. And if there's really big hunks of something in the pipe and there's nothing mechanically to break it down, which mm. was your teeth up here, yeah. then it's going to be hard to process so if you're not chewing your meal, that's where gas can come from. If you're eating foods mm. that you don't digest well. So some people just yes. don't do lactose real well. Yeah. So if you're going to be like, I really want that cheese, but I've got a poll session later and you know cheese <laughs> is just not good for your guts, I'd avoid it. I do have a story to share on the um, digestion, which will probably help people think very differently about the way their body works. <laughs> I know dogs have... Di- Similar but different bodies to us. But I used to have a dog and I had two. And one was really food um, motivated mm. to the point that she would steal food out of the other dog's mouth. Oh, wow. So we gave them both a Cheerio, you know, or a little bo- – people call them little boys, like yeah, little sausage Cheerios. sort of thing. And we gave them both Cheerios and she ate hers and he ate his and we thought it was fine. A couple of days later he just starts vomiting. Mm. And then we took him to the vet. And they're like, there's an obstruction. Like we're just going to have to do some stuff. We'll, yeah. we'll call you. So it turns out this Cheerio made it all mm. the way through to his, um, I don't know, is that your colon? Your yeah, large yeah. intestine. Yeah, yeah, and made it all the way through and it had not digested a bit. Yep. Yep. So they, they're they like, there's something so here. So the dog didn't chew it? Didn't chew it. And it just like, this. <laughs> so this this Cheerio was just like, yeah, we're not its different. way through. Like, yeah, yeah it made me different. think about Cheerios differently. I was going to say, because <laughs> Cheerios are very highly processed. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, just like clogged him, literally. Yeah. So chew people. But yeah, chew that's your chew meals. Your food. Yeah, next time you're eating, think about the Cheerio. Absolutely. Mm. I used to hear something about like, oh, what was it? How so however many like chews for like every bite or something. Was I don't even like know thing? what they were talking about, thirty or something. It used yeah. to be like a thing. It was but like used, thirty yeah. and I'm like one, two, all right, it's gone. So <laughs> I ten, I'm done. Yeah. A bit of bread's gonna take less chews than a bit of steak. That's yeah. true. So it, you've just gotta break it down so it's mushy mm. and really enjoy it. Like we we always say, mm. oh, I, I, I love to eat good food. I like the taste, mm. I like the smell, mm. I like the texture. Then why are we inhaling our food and not actually experiencing it? So we can get more. I did try. And but ch- yeah, I agree with yeah. you. I, was like, I, did, I did try and chew an oyster the other day <laughs> and that didn't work very well. <laughs> that's, like, that's different. Surely. Yeah, you're like, surely. That's, that's different. That's, different. That, that's gooey. <laughs> that can just go straight through. <laughs> um, so... You mentioned before that the body so it gets in and the stomach is only taking a little bit of protein because the acid is there. And then you oh, said no. the Oh, the stomach <laughs> will break down protein mainly yep. because yep. of the acid. Okay. So does it absorb the protein there? Or um, is it all it absorbed keeps, in our intestines? Keeps moving through. Okay. There is mostly absorption in the intestines, but okay. there is some absorption in the mouth as well. So oh, okay. at every point there's a little bit, but most of it will happen in the intestine. So how long does mm. food stay in the stomach for before it moves on um, there? It really depends. It's hard to tell because everyone's so different. Yeah, Some people have true. really slow transit time. Some people have really quick transit mm. time. Um, it will depend on what you've eaten as well. So as I said, like red yeah. meat, a lot more difficult to process, yeah. break down, metabolise and pull apart by your body. Whereas a bit of bread will move through very quickly. It also depends on your basal metabolic rate, so mm-hmm. how fast mm. your metabolism is or what your metabolism runs at. Yep. Um, it'll also depend on how often you're eating. 
So someone that's eating three times a day versus someone that's eating six, there's going to be constantly food moving through. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to put a time frame on it. But you'll notice because you'll start getting hungry mm-hmm. and the hunger hormone is signaling that your stomach is empty. So there's not much in there. So your yeah. brain's like, oh, go fill that up again. Mm. You need to eat again. Interesting. Can, the hu- can it be wrong? Can the, can the hunger mm. signals be wrong? I... When it's wrong, I think it's just skewed by okay. other things. Yeah. So it's not necessarily incorrect, but what we perceive it as might be yeah. um, and the reason for it. So people say they feel hungry, but they're really bored. Mm. They're like, no, I've got a hunger sensation. Like, we did you eat 10 minutes ago? Yes, but did you not chew it? Did you inhale your food and you weren't emotionally and physically satisfied by that food? So you feel hungry but you've just eaten a whole meal. So there could be an emotional hunger there rather than a mechanical. I know I get, um, and it's only been recently that I've been a little bit more mindful of what my body's been doing because I have my gallbladder removed. So that changed my whole digestive system Mm. because my um, bile is not coming in the same way. And I started noticing like hunger... I often get hungry and I'm like, I don't know why I'm hungry, but I actually think it's anxiety. So I've actually picked Great. up that mm. when I'm anxious, yep. I get hunger pain. Yep. So I'm like, I have to, I'm like, sometimes so, I'll go like. I'm so you can do something or so you can focus on something? I'm, you just don't know. I'm not still yeah. working through those yeah. finer details. But yeah. yeah, like I have to go, cool, have I eaten? Have I actually fueled myself enough? Yeah. Have I actually had enough food? Yes. But yeah, like initially I would just be like, oh man, like I'm hungry again. Mm. So I just eat and then yeah. I'm like, oh, actually, I think like there's something different going on here. That is awesome. Good on you for yeah. listening. And that's really what it's about is listening to your body. It took a surgery for me to listen to my body. <laughs> well, but sometimes it does. Yeah. And that's totally okay. Yes. Um, but as I mentioned before, the mechanical versus the emotional hunger mm. and satiety. Like hunger is multifaceted. It's yeah. not just eat food, fill gap. Mm. You are so much more dynamic than that. Um, And like the uh, way you eat your food, whether you inhale it, whether you're stressed out while you're eating it, whether you are eating it in a rush and not paying attention versus chilling out, being completely undistracted, Mm -hmm. um, eating slowly, chewing it, experiencing your food. That'll give you a different satiety uh, and contentment from eating that meal physically and emotionally versus if you eat it in a really stressed, busy, distracted, oh, my God, I've got to get this done state. I feel like we um, I feel like we do that with our uh, chicken and cheeses. We enjoy <laughs> them and we eat them really slowly from Zarafas. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Love that. Um, That's great. And another thing I've heard, which I don't know if is a myth, but some people have said that if um, you're hungry, you might be thirsty. Is that mm. true? Again, it depends, not really. Yeah. Like hunger, if you think about hunger at a basic level, it's your body signaling your stomach is empty. Yeah. yeah. So ideally you want to make sure you're getting enough water every day. Um, water is absorbed pretty easily, pretty quickly. It doesn't take much for you. Mm. To, it doesn't. You mm. don't have to do much. It's absorbed. Um, so if you're hungry, I would listen to that cue and be like, I'm hungry let's feed that but like you did over time if you notice that hunger is not really a physical hunger it's Mm. more emotional or it's attached to some other emotion or some other circumstance Mm. then we have to look deeper into it but I really um, tell people listen to your hunger and fullness cues and to eat when you're hungry yeah but if you're finding yourself wanting you're hungry all the time Mm. then there's got to be a look at what am I eating What's the quality of the food? The nutrients Mm -hmm. are going to be so much better for you than just, you know, inhaling packets of chips all day. Um, And then the satiety will come from the type of food it is. So protein takes longer to digest. So you're not going to be very hungry if you're eating three solid protein meals a day, Mm. maybe a snack with Mm. some starchy carbs. Again, slower transit time. Um, it, you know, if you're eating potato, which actually has the highest satiety level of all the foods, mm-hmm. it's number one of the satiety scale. Oh, really? That's a thing. What is a satiety? <laughs> it's how full a food makes you feel. Ah, potato is number one. Interesting. Uh, I I everyone like who? Nobody who doesn't like potato. Legit. Like, yeah. Everyone likes potato. Is pretty good. Pretty versatile. But a lot of people go, "Oh, I'm going to try to lose weight. Mm. I'm just not going to eat potatoes because poor carbs. potato. Like potato is not the problem. 
It's no. too many calories that are a problem. Too many yeah. potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the potatoes. It's a deep fried <laughs> on its own. Um, oh, sorry. Were you going to say something? You're so? good. No. Um, I was going to say, so what if someone doesn't feel hungry before mm, um, a training session? If mm. Maybe they've eaten in the morning or I know a lot of people like, I haven't eaten all day, and but I'm not hungry. Yeah. So that's where it can be either skewed. Mm. So say someone's really stressed, that can lead to a suppression of appetite or if yeah. somebody that hammers caffeine all day, True. that can suppress your appetite. There are certain medications that can suppress your mm. appetite. So unfortunately, those cues aren't always correct if they're mm. skewed by external sources. Um, but if you're about to train and you've got an hour's worth of training ahead of you, even if you're not hungry mm. i would say to have something that's easy to digest and more carbohydrate based than anything okay mm. so you know take a banana with you take a protein shake with you squeeze some honey in it so easy on the digestion yeah. but i would go carbs if not carbs and protein if you can fit it so um we've done our training session mm. we get home at 9 p.m at night Hectic, yeah. and we, we want to be in bed by 10 a.m or 10 10 a.m <laughs> <laughs> We want to be in bed by 10. (laughs) Should we be eating a full meal before we sleep? Because obviously it's going to give you energy. Yes. So then are you going to struggle to fall asleep? Yeah. Which is then going to impact your recovery and so on and so forth. Perfect. She's got it. I know this. (laughs) (laughs) Steph, our new resident nutritionist. (laughs) I'm going to Bye. (laughs) Yeah, it will impact your sleep. So you want to eat, but then you want to think – how am I going to sleep tonight? So there's got to be almost a bit of planning um, okay. at that point. You definitely want to uh, eat before you sleep because the recovery is going to be impacted mm-hmm. and you're going to likely wake up at midnight, 1 a.m. hungry. Mm-hmm. You've used all this energy while you've been training, right? Um, so at that point, I would say, well, what's the best possible solution here? So I don't impact my sleep much, but I still get what I need um, nutrients-wise, mm. I would go a really easy to digest meal. So like so, a protein shake or something? Yes, they make a smoothie. Um, mm. You know, mainly, again, protein and carbohydrate with a little bit of fat just so it doesn't take ages to digest. But mm. look, smoothies are blended, mm. so they're pre-digested anyway. Who they're not a lot of chewing. Chew. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we just need to go to a smoothie diet. Everything that's, that's just blend. Thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. You could do that at that time of night. So you'll get nutrients get the energy, yeah. have the recovery tomorrow, but still have to sleep tonight. Mm. So what's the best type of food for recovery then? Um, protein and carbs, okay. but having some fat always. So they're all three macronutrients at the end of the day. Mm. Uh, again, getting mainly nutrients from whole sources purely because it gives you all the vitamins and the minerals mm. that yeah. mostly processed foods won't give to you, which is going to help you then make enough energy for tomorrow. Your mus- muscles will come back stronger because um, you also need brain recovery. Yeah. Like think about all the crazy yeah. tricks that we learn and mm-hmm. the choreo, oh my God, keeping up to the music and then just everything that your brain's got to take in during those classes, mm. your brain's got to recover, so do your muscles. And on that note too, if you haven't eaten, your brain isn't getting, I assume your brain's not getting nutrients either. So then when you're trying to learn something oh. in pole, it's really hard. I know yesterday mm. I was in a meeting with Renee and I had to stop halfway and I'm like, can you come for a, can we continue this on a walk to Zarathus? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm literally not functioning anymore. Yeah, so I it. think that's even more important for you guys listening that while you don't want to eat because, you know, it might make you feel bloated or mm. whatever, obviously do mm. all the things that Beck said and try to find the food, the foods yeah. that make you feel best. But if you want to perform your best in the studio, food is your resource. Like that so is true. everything you need. Yep. Your brain prefers carbohydrate. So your okay. brain is like carbs for fuel. Yep. So in the event your blood mm. glucose drops too low mm-hmm. simply because you haven't eaten for a while and you've just done a mad training session, mm. so you've depleted your blood glucose even further, the way you felt yesterday was low blood sugars. Mm-hmm. So you start getting a bit foggy. Some people feel a bit dizzy. Mm-hmm. If it gets really bad, and you've probably seen this in class, people start to get really sweaty, a bit jittery and shaky, really mm-hmm. low energy, almost mm-hmm. need to sit down because they're going to pass out or spew. Yeah. That's the body saying, we are low on the glucose. Go get some. Go get, some, get food. some food. So it forces you to stop and it forces you to eat something. Yep. But like if that ever happens in, a, mm. in the gym um, where I train my clients, um, it will be, here's a Gatorade. Yeah. Yeah. Glucose into the bloodstream really quickly and within five, ten minutes they'll go do it. Yeah. So on my day of training, I should have like 
should I have like breakfast, lunch, and a bigger meal that hour and a half before, and then have a smaller meal a little yeah, later? It's obviously all depending on people, Timing but like, well. yeah. yeah, like perfect world if mm. we could all digest things really well and whatever else. Totally. But yeah, so we would have like a decent sized breakfast, a decent sized lunch, yeah. and get those three meals before our training. And That'd then, be awesome. Yeah, yeah particularly mm. if your training ends pretty late that night, yeah. and yeah. then you can have a smaller meal before you go to bed. Um, and if you're doing a couple of classes in a row, like bring something to mm. have quickly between classes like there's nothing wrong with having a banana between your classes because mm. it's going to digest pretty mm. quick it's not going to hang out in your gut um, and cause problems unless you have a problem digesting banana yeah. for mm. example um, so like if you think about athletes that do long endurance events they will have something during the event yeah yeah to keep them fueled mm. So if you're doing multiple classes in a row. That's where you get those gels and stuff like the cyclists. It's glucose and a few other things. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So what about, I just thought before, like what, what part would water play in it? Oh my god, a huge part before and mm. after because I know that question. there are especially. Mm. <laughs> thank you, Steph. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, my blood sugar levels are getting low. <laughs> Just the Need way she, sugar here. The way she looked at me when she was like said that, because I know that there are like there's fat soluble and uh, water soluble like um, what are they called? Vitamins, vitamins and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but in terms of like, can obviously drinking too much water make you? too sweaty or I know I say to the girls when they're doing a lot of like dynamic stuff I'm like you know make sure you have some water in between but don't scull your water like you don't want your belly full because then you go upside down Mm. and it's it's hasn't had that time to like go through is that correct yeah you want to make sure you're you're drinking enough water in the lead up to your Mm. session that day uh, and then during your sipping water definitely yeah and you're right we don't want to go sculling heaps because then the processing time for all of that is going to take mm. time and it's going to be slushing around in your stomach and not <laughs> feeling very nice. And you don't want to go upside down because uh, you're just like, oh, mm, experience exactly. that. So yeah, it's definitely. about just comfort level, so getting enough. Um, and if you're sweating a lot, um, and in pole, I mean, I know we try not to because we're going to slip off. Yeah. But say you do have a pretty sweaty sesh, Um Water is not quite enough because you're going to lose some minerals through your sweat. So salting your food is actually really good to add that mineral back in because sodium is really important for electrolytes, so your hydration levels, Mm. but also for muscle contraction. Yes. Is that to prevent cramps? Partly. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can we go on to cramps for a second? Because we <laughs> get so many questions on yeah. people is, cramping. And, and so someone's many people like, in the studio cramp. Yeah. Someone came up to me and was like, what do I need? Potassium or magnesium? Like, I'm cramping. I'm just like, ah, I yeah. don't know really. Again, we don't ball. really know. You can't like, give a full answer. No. But like, what, what would potentially cause a cramp then? Well, cramping is partly mechanical, yeah. um, partly mm. physiological. So it could be a problem with the muscle itself. Mm. But the muscle contracting and releasing is partly governed by those minerals. So if you're thinking calcium, potassium, sodium, Mm -hmm. um, and obviously having enough water for the muscle to do Mm -hmm. that particular Mm -hmm. contraction. Um, when she so says that particular contraction, for those who aren't watching the video, it's oh, like sorry. she's opening and closing <laughs> <Yeah>. her hands. <laughs> when you're flexing your muscles. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, a great one. that's a good one. So if someone was like generally didn't cramp and then one day they were like, oh my gosh, I'm just cramping mm. so much – what could that potentially be? Like I just question how much water have you had today okay. mm-hmm. um, and had, did you have yesterday? Um, and then other things with females is where are you at in your cycle mm-hmm. because True. that can change um, your thirst as well and how much water you need or how much you're sweating, mm-hmm. like your hormones interact with everything that your body yeah. does. So where you're at in your cycle does change a few things. Yeah. If you're on your cycle, like, like you've actually got your menstrual cycle, you're losing water at the same time. Yeah. Um, but generally I would say, how's your water intake today? Go have some water um, and talk about salting foods. Sometimes as well, um, supplementing with magnesium yep. is good. But again, it depends and it's hard to give an exact answer because there's so many facets That's to it. So if somebody was like, cool, I've been listening to this. I really want to get better with like what I'm putting in my body. Yes. And I know for me, one thing is, you know, you hear all these people who are like, I supplement this and I supplement that. Mm. Where can people go to actually understand what what their levels are and what their body is lacking? Oh, well, you can go to your GP and ask for a, it's called a comprehensive metabolic panel. 
um, until you GP, I want to get everything tested, test all my things. So it'll test things like um, liver function and immune function and kidney function. And then you can specify, you know, what my magnesium looked at and mm. generally that'll get um, covered in your electrolytes and um, things like vitamin D and whatnot as well. You can actually go in and request that. Yeah. Um, so that would be a GP question. And then you can actually see what are my blood levels like. Mm. Um, is that something people have to pay for, or do, can they get? Depends on the GP. Okay, yeah. So yeah. if you go in and with and it a also problem. depends on the blood people as well, mm. because I lack vitamin D, yep. and sometimes when I get it tested, because I always have to get my vitamin D mm. tested, I get it tested. Doesn't cost me, and then sometimes I get sent a bill. Yeah, for my oh, vitamin yeah. D. Yep, so it depends. Yeah, it's mm. very. It's very between. GP and between the phlebotomist. But, but that's a really good that's a really good idea to get tested to mm. see because especially if you are having some issues and you don't quite understand that your instructor can't fix like, oh, why am I cramping? Why yeah, we're not I, doctors I, guys. I can't, no. we, can't, we can only do so much. And I'm like, I'm here no. to teach you the technique of the trick. Like, yeah. <laughs> We want to be everything to everyone. But yeah. I mean, in saying that, so part of it is mechanical. So yeah. then you know, if you keep getting it and you're thinking you're hydrating well, you know, you might have yeah. magnesium as a supplement, you're eating all these whole foods, that's where a physio would come in. Yeah. Mm, and they can much. actually look at the mechanics of your body True. and what's mm. happening in the muscle, in the joint and the surrounding and then potentially help you fix that mm-hmm. with stretches, exercises, trigger pointing, strengthening, that mm. kind of thing. So after you see your GP and you've got this list of things, who's the next person you go to? Because obviously your GP is probably just going to, I, I should probably not <laughs> make assumptions, but like I, for me, as an example, lacking vitamin D, don't think I can absorb it very well. So now I'm just on three vitamin D yeah, tablets. Yeah, great like, question. Who is the next person you go to? You need is to it, go to someone clinical, like a yeah. dietitian. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Who can read blood tests mm-hmm. and actually prescribe the dosages mm-hmm. yeah. from those blood tests. Um, I'm a sports nutritionist, so mm. I don't have that clinical ability. Oh, yep. yeah. um, so I can't help people with the blood test side of things. Yep. But, yeah, going up to a dietitian level, that's where yeah. you'd go and they'd be able okay. to help you. Interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, just for your basics, like mm. I want to understand what I should be eating on the day of a yes. pole training session. Mm. We can come to you for that. Oh, absolutely, 100%. So, as I said before, protein, fat, carbs. Don't forget your start, non-starchy veggies. What are non-starchy veggies? So anything that doesn't grow out of the ground. So if you think about potato, sweet potato, pumpkin, um, carrot is not really. I mean, it's it's a root vegetable, but it doesn't have as much carbs as potato. Okay. So we talk about and not as much starch. So if we talk about starchy versus non versus non-starchy, think about the potato family mm-hmm. um, and pumpkins as well. Mm-hmm. So. They've got more starches in them, which is a slightly different form of carbohydrate. So the non-starchy stuff, everything else. Mm-hmm. All of your greens, all of your leaves, yep. you know, your cauliflower, your beans. Like tomatoes. Tomatoes, zucchinis. cucumbers, zucchini, like everything else <laughs> in the in the grocery aisle. Um, you need a decent amount of those. And I do find people just don't eat enough. No. Yeah. Vegetables are a huge source of fibre. Mm. So the stuff you need to help move everything through your pipes and come out easily the other end, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, also the vitamins and the minerals that it gives okay. to you that no multivitamin's going to ever cover that. No. So what do you think then about the, um, I don't know if this is still the recommendation, but like two and a half cups of vegetables a day. Oh is that God. enough? The problem with the cup thing, and it kills me because <laughs> I don't tell my clients. <laughs> no, you're right. You've triggered it. But this is what people yeah. are seeing in the media and, and this is what they're thinking about. I mean, if you have a look at the Australian recommendations, that's likely what they use. Yep. But I find the, and this is getting a little bit trivial, but let's be realistic. Mm. What is two cups of baby spinach? Do I pack it in there? That's true. Uh, There's yeah. so much space between it. What if what I saw t- 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 If you blended it yeah. up, that would be heaps of spinach. That'd be like kilos <laughs> of the stuff. So I go handfuls. Yeah, okay. So I tell my clients, you know, have anywhere, depending on their digestion ability, like four to six handfuls. So if you can picture yourself picking it up and sticking it on your plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. And that's okay. just an easy visual. And everyone's hands are different. Is that you know. a day or a meal? 
a day. Okay. I yeah. was going to be like, I'm just thinking about like these ha- handfuls of like, steps, like <laughs> <this> mountain of <laughs> vegetables. So I'm just going to Woolies, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely include your veg across the day. Yep. But getting some protein at breakfast, lunch, and dinner is essential. So you're drip feeding yourself protein through mm. the day. Mm-hmm. So don't just have it in one meal because your body needs it continuously. Yeah. You can't get it from anywhere else. Yes, you that have was a to eat it. Big thing I took away from your mm. last talk. Yep, you can't get it. Whereas carbohydrate, you can get it from other ways. So you can actually turn protein into glucose. This is a very, you know, backup system emergency Mm. if you don't have enough glucose in your bloodstream. But you can turn protein into glucose. It's called gluconeogenesis. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, Dropping the science. (laughs) So, as I said, it's a a last case, last scenario resort thing. But... You can't get protein from anywhere else. So if you don't eat it, you don't get it. And hell, we need our muscles. We want our muscles to keep working. Um, And as you mentioned before, any of the other things that uh, I talked about, protein doing, Mm. immune function. Yeah, Mm. You need the amino acids out of protein to support your immune system. And what helps you recover from pole? Your immune system. True. Get your protein in. Um, And the other thing is liver detoxification. So you need amino acids from protein to detoxify your blood effectively. So really important stuff. Mm. So my brain's just like, Crazy wow. important. So that's why we're always like, protein, 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 go for it. Yeah, and what you eat, true. up to you. Mix it up, rotate it. If it's um, animal-based protein, it's got everything you need in a little package. So you don't have to think about going out and supplementing on top of that. Yeah. Unless a protein powder is convenient for you, go nuts. If you're vegetarian or vegan, there's a little bit more attention you need to pay as to where you're getting your protein from mm-hmm. because there's only a certain amount of amino acids in each type of vegan protein. Whereas, you know, animal-based protein, you get everything you need. Mm-hmm. So you can get it from either. Can You've there just be got too much protein? You can. It's rare. Yeah. It's pretty rare. I've heard you talk about before being like, look, I don't have really rarely see Mm. anyone doing too much. It's expensive and it's filling and most people are just like, I don't want to eat that much, you know. Mm. So they generally don't. The only time I've ever seen it is like, you know, back in the day, um, one guy, he was – really little uh, the gym that I was training at it was, it was a small human want to put on muscle yeah. mm-hmm. so he was eating just kilos of meat <laughs> a day uh. yeah and that's when the only times I was like I think you're overdoing it <laughs> um just just not educated yeah that's all mm-hmm. and I think that's the biggest thing in society at the moment is education mm-hmm. and there's so many conflicting things and my husband is reading a book about metabolic health um but one of the biggest things that comes out is the fads we go through mm-hmm. and the yeah. fads that the food companies go through like one minute it's like high fat meals are good yep. the next minute it's like low mm-hmm. fat no fat yep. and if you walk down a grocery aisle and you're uneducated mm-hmm. there's so many bright and shiny things at you that yeah, if right. you don't understand how to break down what's in that food then, yeah, it's going to be really challenging and you're probably not fueling your body right. So I think just having that basic understanding is important for everybody, especially in pole because of the crazy shit we do to our body. Most definitely. Um, On that, we have to think about those food companies aren't really thinking about our health. No, they're thinking about profits. Let's be honest, they're thinking about money. So Mm. we have to be informed shoppers and informed eaters and go in there and not be too distracted by the bright, shiny things Mm. um, and understand, we need protein to function at a basic level Mm -hmm. and think about health before you even think about anything else yeah when health comes first you'll likely be able to handle hectic pole sessions and recover really well so health first so what is going to make me healthy so i guess we look we need to look at food like what is nutritious Mm -hmm. yeah what is delicious as well so you enjoy actually absolutely yep um and what's going to make me feel good yeah, we're going to do a whole nother episode on food mindset. Yes. I really, really loved, I really loved mm. that part of Beck's talk the other day um, about good and bad foods because, mm. yeah, so many people come to me and are just like, oh, I've just fallen off the wagon. It's like well, you can still eat stuff that you enjoy. Yes, totally. You like being mindful about it, obviously, and knowing what is nutritious and what it's doing for your body. Yes. Because I currently have, uh, I think it's a, oh, it's not a, 
what is it? 700 gram jar of Nutella at home. <laughs> and I eat it out of the jar. That's the only way I eat Nutella. <laughs> but it's just, a, it's but like I love resetting. It. I enjoy it. One meal a week that is bad for you or one meal every now and then is not going to hurt no, you. Not I bad, assume. not nutritious. Not nutritious, yeah. sorry. Yeah, that, that's going to be mindset. Yeah. Love mindset. that, but love that. Like it's, you know, you have a bad day. It's guys, just pick it back up the next day yeah. and do the things that are right. The biggest challenge with eating healthy is making the time and planning for it. Mm. So, and we all go through phases. Habits Habit, well. yeah, mm. we all go through phases where we're like, I'm going to plan the whole rest of the year. I just did that recently. Nice. And yes. I'm going to get my shit done. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to do this. And then yesterday I had KFC for dinner because I wasn't organised. So, like, it happens. That. And that's wrong okay. At all. It's like that t- shower TikTok one I sent you. It's <laughs> like you get so motivated in the shower. You're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to cure cancer. And then the next morning you're like, sleep in. <laughs> that is me. That's not I was struggling this morning. So, I'm like, I'm going to go for a shower so I can like set my intention for the day. Beautiful. I love that. I like have to do it. But um, okay, so where can people find you if they want to prepare themselves better for their pole training? Absolutely. So on Instagram, my Instagram is Rebecca Batten. So it's two K's instead of two C's in Rebecca Batten. Um, I'm on line as well elitehealthandtraining.com.au so I do have um, the ability to take online clients for nutrition and training as well as face-to-face so based in Brisbane but you know the online world's just open up the ability to connect with anybody and everybody and polars from around the world yeah so and especially um, with the nutrition side of things you don't need to be face-to-face at all at all no so it's really all about just Finding out your habits and behaviours, what you're doing now mm-hmm. and then what your goals are and then I step you up to get to that point. So it's not about, oh, here's your food diary, that's all wrong, do this. Mm. It's about changing your habits chicken, and your behaviours. chicken, rice behavior. and broccoli for the yeah, next no, 12 months. That's yeah. not a thing. You've really got to learn what works for you mm. and what doesn't mm. and tune into that. So like we were talking about earlier, really listening to your body listening to the signs and signals and taking some time to just prepare food, Mm. enjoy food and making sure it's a daily ritual for you, Mm. like brushing your teeth. You know, it's a ritual and we need to eat to live. And if we're going to be amazing polars, we need to eat to perform Mm. and recover. Um, There's nothing worse than, you know, having to leave class or sit down because you're feeling like your energy is low. Um, you know, you, you want to train and you want to have a good time and you want to come back and do it all again. Mm-hmm. But we need energy for life as well as Paul. So true. We need to eat. That is um, the perfect way to end this. You just like smashed it. <laughs> You're welcome. We need energy for life and for Paul. <laughs> Love it. All right, guys, if you are loving Uncovered, you know where to find us. Come see us on Instagram. We are now also on YouTube. Just search Uncovered for Pole Dancers. We will link all of Beck's amazing details Thank below. You. We hope you guys have found this helpful and we'll be talking about nutrition all week on our Instagram with our little tell us section. So we want to know what you want to know more about too because mm-hmm. we now have a resident nutrition <laughs> on the on board so guys there's lots to talk about yeah. and this is so important for your pole journey um but yeah until next time see you all soon see you later bye